Welcome to Added Value, where we talk about all things ad tech, martech, advertising, digital, technological, and try to make sense of it all. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Throughout this podcast, we're going to invite various guests in the industry to come on and give their take on all things MarTech, etc. If you have any feedback or suggestions, give us a shout at addedvaluepodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's do this. I'm Haley, and so long as you don't hate this podcast, I'll be your host. Welcome back to another episode of Added Value. Today is very exciting because we have a very special guest and a very special announcement that our guest has newly been promoted to our, our head of national sales at Drawbridge. A huge role, big impact. Everyone welcome, Dini Meta. I think it's time for a huge round of applause. Woo! Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for the warm hi, welcome. Hi, Dini. Congratulations. Hello. Thank you. Everyone here is smiling in the room because we all love you so much and... Uh, we're like, all right, now we're going to give all of our problems to Dini because she has a big title and she can fix everything. So. Yeah, two weeks No, seriously, smiles. congratulations. We've worked together, what, almost three years now? Mm-hmm. Hard to believe. Hard to believe, but it's very well-deserved, and um, we're all super excited here at, at Drawbridge. So congratulations. Thank you. All right, so it's, it's uh, customary here at the podcast that you introduce yourself by first telling us what your parents think you do. Not just at Drawbridge, but just in general. Like, what do they think you do? And then, of course, we want to hear in your own words, what do you do here at Drawbridge? So take us away. Got it. Um, my parents, I think it changes on a weekly basis what they think I do. Um, the most recent understanding on their mind is I sell classified ads door-to-door to people. Ooh, we haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they think I get on a plane Go to these companies okay. and try try selling classified ads. And I un- I figured this out. So my parents they live in India, mm-hmm. and my brother's in San Francisco. I live here, and we do weekly conference calls. That's as so a cute. Family. Now it's moved on to Skype video calls. So we're getting advanced with technology. I just envisioned your parents like trying to like both have the limelight on the camera. Yeah, you know, how they switch back and forth, and they're definitely. Like that? I don't think they know how. They don't know what they look like on the video because they can only see us. They haven't figured <laughs> out the self view. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they don't know that they. They're actually, like, big on the screen. Some yep. people don't know that the camera's on. Like, yeah. Some it's generations. True. Um, Are you so calling they, my parents old? Yeah, definitely calling your parents old, which means I'm calling my parents old. Sorry, mom. So your parents think you sell classified newspaper, magazine ads? Just yeah, classified print? ads. And so we're looking for a rental apartment for their visit to the States. And they're like, why don't you just post it on Drawbridge? <laughs> Like cool, mom. On our classified ads. I mean, she got it kind of right that we can place ads. She's on the the right track. Yeah. So my mom thinks I sell iPhones. So I think yours is closer than Uh, mine. But okay. So tell us what you really do at Drawbridge. So I uh, run the national sales team. Currently managing a combination of sellers and regional leads. In your new role, you've overtaken me for how many people we manage. So I'm no longer excited about your promotion. No, I'm just kidding. Um, All right, awesome. So tell us a little bit about your journey. I know you were one of the first commercial employees at Drawbridge. Tell us about your journey of joining the company and how it's evolved. 
Yeah, so joined Drawbridge about three years ago. Prior to this, I was at a company called Quantcast where I started off as one of the first sellers and helped build out the team. And according to my mom, since I'm a sucker for pain, I decided to do it all over again. So it's been a fun ride. Came on board as one of the first sellers, helped build out the team, helped build out the process, and then now kind of managing the whole team. So it's been an exciting ride. You have an interesting viewpoint, even in how conversations have evolved. Um, You've been on the front lines. So an immediate kind of pal question is like how have the conversations evolved from where performance mobile programmatic to now identity and how has that evolved over the years uh, being at drawbridge yeah i mean there's been there's been a pretty radical shift so three years ago when we'd go out to meetings nobody understood why cross device matters and it was more about why should i care like sure this sounds cool and it's interesting to see it now it's all about differentiation there's a lot of noise in market, a lot of uh, copycats kind of coming in and saying we do the same thing. So the conversation's evolved where it's become mainstream versus it used to be more of a cross devices and identity has become mm-hmm. sort of mainstream and it's become that foundational layer that most marketers are identifying that this is something we need to solve for. It's not a nice to have anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more of a need to have. So it's been it's been fun to watch that conversation shift from the early days three years ago to now. You have an interesting viewpoint because, um, you know, on the podcast to date, of course, we've had my viewpoint, which is more post-sale, managing client relationships, fostering them versus, Mm -hmm. you know, making introductions. Brian comes from the marketing side. We've had other guests, but your vantage point is really out there hunting, finding new relationships so that my team can kind of foster them. So how does that, I guess you hear things before even I do, really, in terms of feedback from the market, because you're having these mm-hmm. like very nascent intro conversations. Yeah, yeah, I think um, when we first started talking about probabilistic and deterministic, we started having people ask those questions and we hear that and then two or three months later, we start to see them in RFP, which is the request for proposals. And then that's when we know that we are having some sort of an impact from a company, from an industry standpoint. And there is that sort of gradual two to three month delay, but we definitely hear those conversations. And I think there's a lot of noise in market, but with that, there's also a lot of opportunity for, for companies with real tech and the ability to kind of bring that helping clients drive more performance. So how does your team, when they hear a buzzword in an RFP, like back in the day it was programmatic and Mm -hmm. and RTB exchanges. And um, so if identity is entering the conversation, how do you sort of weed out like which clients actually understand why probabilistic matters versus just a keyword or a buzzword? I think there's, and, and each territory is different. Each region that we manage and there's different clients there's some clients that are forward-leaning that understand the importance clients that have a lot of first-party data and understand that the future is data and technology when it comes to advertising it's not you know and those are the clients that we partner really well with and so the team is tasked with going out and asking specific questions around what are they focused on how do they have their current technical infrastructure from a digital marketing standpoint and based on that we're able to align to yes is this someone who understands sort of where does drawbridge fit into the ecosystem and are they are, is there alignment yeah so you mentioned rfp a few seconds ago if you could add something to every rfp or a step beyond that any i Oh, that we get in, what would you add to it? In an ideal world. More money. (laughs) Spoken like a true seller. More money. Okay. Besides the money, like is it a tactic? Is it a piece of technology they want us to solve for? More money. 
Okay. Well, spoken like a true seller. It's funny from my perspective, since we care and feed for you and call it sales enablement to give you all the materials that you need and the pitch and the nomenclature and all that kind of stuff. Even when I got here two years ago, we were bucketized into this little thimble of a bucket called innovation budgets. It wasn't even getting part of the mobile budget or part of the desktop budget, which were the big things. And now it's so funny to see cross device kind of become the Uber bucket. We waited so long, but my point is it's hard not to go on to something else and kind of throw it out and see that it doesn't work. But I think the market's catching up to us. And I always said, if once the market gets smarter, as the market gets smarter and advertisers and brands get smarter, our story and our game will, will play. And I think we're, we're seeing that right now. We're just, it's interesting to kind of begging for dollars and try us and we can perform to now everybody's looking for a solution. And we get to walk in with a little bit of swagger into the room because we are truly a cross device pioneer. Yeah. And I think as the noise increases, that kind of drives people to drawbridge because we were one of the first in the space we coined the term. So I think as there's more noise, there's, you know, it, we're not a nice to have anymore. People understand. Certain segment, segments of the market understand that we are uh, a need to have. I don't really ever plug drawbridge, but it's pretty cool that we coined the term probabilistic. I was actually in a meeting the other day with a very junior marketing person. I was super interested in the product. So I went to kind of hear, actually, I wanted to hear more about like, what's this company doing? And this young marketing analyst said, are you guys probabilistic or deterministic? All the way in New York City. I'm like, this is kind of awesome. So to Brian's point, it's definitely, you know, you're evolving when all the various members of the team not only know the term, but they actually use it in the right context. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, Dini. I think you and I were peers uh, in kind of the ad tech Evolution uh, 1.0 back at, uh, I was at Rocket Fuel while you were at Quancast. And I think, I kind of know what brought me here, and I could see the writing on the wall, especially when AdMob got bought for three quarters of a billion dollars by Google, that, that mobile was, was bubbling up, and uh, you know I was looking for what was going to be next. What, have, what brought you here? And, and then you can also talk about you know, the evolution that you're seeing in the market. Yeah, no, very similar. So when I came to Quantcast, it felt, you know, programmatic was new. People were comparing display programmatic to search advertisers and how um, how does that compare? And then I saw the writing on the wall, which is mobile's the next device, which was starting to grow quickly from a consumer time perspective. But from an advertising infrastructure, it wasn't there. And Drawbridge was one of those companies in the space that was doing something really innovative ahead of its times, and I wanted to learn. I wanted to be part of that story. Um, so when we first came on board three years ago, we were um, focused mo- mostly on mobile performance. So that was the backbone of, because that's the biggest sort of gap in the market then, which was how do we get folks to understand mobile identity? And that quickly became a cross-device identity because there isn't a mobile consumer or a desktop consumer. And we were calling on the 1,400 brands working with them for mobile performance. And that continues to still be part of our DNA, which is being mobile first and being performance first. And that's evolved where now we have multiple ways, multiple customer segments that use us in different settings, whether that's platform, whether that's performance or data. Um, and so it's interesting to watch that shift over time as we've scaled the team or scaled our go-to-market and the market's evolved in their understanding of where does mobile and cross-device fit in. So what's next? So from mobile performance to cross-device to, I think you touched on it a little bit, if I pulled it out correctly, which is identity, but kind of expand on that. 
Yeah, I think as marketers get smarter about understanding, so the cross-device, when people think about cross-device, there's a lot of noise around the ability to run on multiple platforms versus the ability to actually reach a consumer across all their devices. So there's a little bit of education that went on, I'd say, over the last 12 to 18 months. And I think the next wave is around what do you do with that data? Not just the ability to use that for targeting and doing storyboarding and sequential messaging and global frequency capping at the user level. Yeah, we can do that. But the next um, sort of wave of innovation for the advertisers that care about this is owning that identity of these users that they're reaching um, across all their devices. And I think it's, it's plugging it in the ad tech level and reaching beyond to more marketing mm -hmm. technology. So thinking more holistically about how does identity plug into marketing strategies outside of even advertising? Yeah, I think it, it goes way beyond just ad tech. So w within the ad tech space, you can think about targeting and attribution are two use cases that are fundamental mm -hmm. to sort of how advertisers think about the ecosystem. But when you think about identity, publishers need it. Um, it's anybody that site personalization, fraud detection, the use cases go way beyond ad tech. And that's what's exciting for, for clients that have the right mindset and the technical prowess to, to take that identity and be able to leverage that for their own, um, for their own projects. I've always said that Deanie would be an excellent account manager and I've tried to get her to come on my team multiple times. That's lies. Didn't you used to be in account management? I was. I started as trafficking, <laughs> then moved into account oh, management. Oh, listen to you go, mm -hmm. trafficking. Thus, my expertise with pixels yeah. and creative assets. What, one time, Dee Dee was like, trying to educate her team on pixels, and I walked in, and she was like, we have JavaScript pixels. Like Right when I walk in, I'm like, no, we don't. We have image pixels. And she's like, oh, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. So now our joke is, like, Dini, great job. You did a great job explaining that JavaScript. She's like, shut up. So Dini, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, I know you spend a lot of time mentoring, coaching your team. So now you have national sales team. Uh, what advice do you give younger versions of Dini coming into the, the space today? They're right out of college. What advice do you give them based on your experience? Drink less. Um, but <laughs> drink less. <laughs> Maybe should we drink more? Work out more. Drink less. <laughs> <laughs> okay, within the professional realm, <laughs> career advice. Yeah, career advice. Career advice. Um, I think, so typically there's a lot of like younger sellers that'll say, hey, what should I be doing? What am I not doing that I don't know? Um, and I'm definitely, there's sort of two schools of thought when it comes to sales. One is sort of art of selling and then there's the science of selling. I'm, I definitely lean more on the science of mm -hmm. selling, which is if you can create a process for yourself, you need to create partnerships with clients yeah. where you have to add value for them. It's not about who you know, it's more about what product you represent mm -hmm. and how do you align to their business, which I think is a new way of sales, uh, where you could put a seller who's you know, in a new market, but if they understand our product and if they come from the lens of I want to drive value for the client. And then I think the other piece is, especially within ad tech, there's a lot of noise. 
when I when I put my client hat on, if I were to do their job, I would be tough to mm. uh, understand where is sort of real tech versus not. So one of the things that we've kind of adopted at Jobridge is we don't do slides anymore. We just show you the technology of here's our platform, here's all the targeting capabilities, here's all the reporting you'd get, and kind of take that black box out of the whole buying and selling experience. So I'd say, you know, building relationships is important, but at the end of the day, it's like, are you driving value for a client's business if you go with that lens? And creating relationships is much easier if you have a sound technology, yeah. right? Because um, you can't just uh, maintain a long-term relationship if it's not working for them, even though you're good friends, even yep. though you take them to a jean bar or a cocktail bar or you Sunglasses, yeah. Sunglasses. <laughs> So we keep our promises here on added value and we made a promise to a podcast guest that he could return if he did a good job in an episode. So back by popular demand is Monty Davari. Give it up for Monty. Monty. Thank you. I'm here all day. <laughs> you haven't even said anything yet. Welcome back. Your, your podcast was such a hit, Moments with Monty, that we have you back for a second session. I'm honored. So you don't seem honored. You seem like I'm actually really honored. I can you smile? Great. No one can see that you're not. Oh, there he goes. Everyone, she's I'm smiling. smiling. Now. She's lying. I'm smiling. So welcome back to Moments with Monty, second edition. Um, so we're gonna change it up a little bit. He's still smiling awkwardly. We're gonna change it up a little bit. Uh, the first Moments with Monty, we had an industry quiz, and let's just say it's a good thing that you have a good voice because your grade at the end did not reflect. What's in your heart? But my grade in the end reflected most salespeople, so <laughs> I'm okay with that. So as long as you're a little above average. Uh, but we're going to put a little spin on it this time um, because we have your boss in the room, Dini Mehta, and she's going to help us give you this quiz. So there's a little more pressure this time around. But I'm not actually scared of her. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Let's talk. We have a one-on-one -on -one later today, don't we? I think we you do. guys should do your one-on-one -on -one here. That, that'll be in yeah, the outtakes. Yeah, that could be a great episode. <laughs> That'd be funny. Ooh, we can <laughs> eavesdrop on people's serious one-on-ones. Yep. I think it'd be great. Okay, so this is how it's going to go. We are going to name a company, and you are going to tell us what they do. Oh, he's rolling his eyes. Oh, no. No, it's really name brand companies. Easy peasy. I don't even know what Google does. It's... <laughs> Oh, Google don't it. say that out you, loud. You oh, okay. Inside voice, money. Inside voice, sorry. There's no ECPM calculations this time, so okay. you might do okay. No math involved, which makes every seller happy. Money's really good at math. Oh, come on. You guys are supposed to be offended by that. Nope. Okay. No, not at all. So we're going to start out with Dini, put some pressure on you. She's going to name a company, and you're going to explain to her and all of our fans what they do. You ready? I hope so. All right, Dini, kick it off. Google. So Google does search, display, <laughs> uh, mainly search big company. Okay, Oof. that is not a real well question. Done. Yeah, I made yeah. that up. Right. You Give said him you the real know. one. <laughs> Takey. Takey? T-A-Y-K-E-Y. Oh, that's a company that started Pokemon, right? Based out of Japan? He got the base out of Japan, correct? That's, you just know that because of <laughs> the actual company name. But no, I don't think they had anything to do with Pokemon. Okay. Judges, please take a peek at that. We'll move on to the next one, and they'll come back. Hold on. Did they create the movie Taken? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. That okay. that's <laughs> actually no. That's not anywhere close. And it's not Japan. So oh, okay. is that your final answer? Uh, the Maybe first A-Pack? one, Pokemon. Final answer. Okay, final yeah. answer. All right, Dean, you tell him what what take you really. <laughs> Maybe does. it could be Postmates for keys. <laughs> it you. could be. That's actually genius. Yeah. <laughs> Next startup. Yep. All right, it's consumer trend tracking to influence marketing and advertising. So they track consumer trends so that you can spend your marketing and advertising dollars more efficiently. You literally just repeated what she said <laughs> okay, to Pokemon. sound more educated. No, Stop well, copying me. At least I didn't say Pokemon or the movie Taken. <laughs> well, I didn't know what it was. At least you have the, what it is in front of you. I guarantee if I asked you that question, <laughs> you would have known. I knew, it. I knew who Takey was. Yeah, sure you do. Okay, Brian. All right. Number two. Number two. Are you ready? Yeah. Sponge cell. So I know what supercell is. I'm sure sponge cell is the ugly stepsister that didn't succeed. <laughs> so uh, I figure that's what it is. Maybe it's SpongeBob SquarePants programmatic. No, it's actually <laughs> it's programmatic creative management and optimization platform. Well, we do all that stuff better. So why sponge would I ever cell. need to know about them? It's creative. They're a creative shop. Mm-hmm. I did know that. Okay. Without reading it in different order. So you're saying the last one you didn't know, but well, you got to move on. Okay, number three. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Invite Media. Invite got bought by DoubleClick. They were a DSP. Woo! Boom! Yeah. Wait, ding, ding, did, he, did, you, did you show him the answer, Mike? No. Mike Murphy's sitting next to, to Monty. Just cold. Awesome. That was, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well done. All right, so you're that. one for three. I mean, Invite's pretty big. If I didn't know about Invite, I'm an idiot. Well, I didn't say it. <laughs> you thought it, though. I went quiet, so Deanie or Brian would have to weigh in. All right, Deanie, number four. Um, circulate. Circulate? Hmm, circulate. I just wish I could see what Monty's thinking right now. Well, there's nothing really going on in there. I'm just thinking what jokes I could make right now. Nothing circulating <laughs> around in your I head. know, he's just like me. Always trying to think of the next and, joke. And nothing came up, because I have no idea what circulate does. Something's circulating in your head. Come on. Yeah. yeah, it's probably, you know, the Hyperloop company that's trying to create something and they call themselves Circulate. Nope. Oh. It's a nope. data SSP. A data SSP. What's an yeah. SSP? Oh, I was like, wait, I, <laughs> my head. Dean so just cold. hyperventilated. This is why I've aged so quickly at job rage. I was literally like, you want to be fired today. <laughs> it's okay. I've had a long run at Drawbridge. It's four <laughs> years and 10 months to the date. No, no. All right, Brian. Want to All take right. The next one. Next one is Acuity. Acuity. Um, I know they're in ad tech, but I don't know what they do. Well, these are all in ad tech. Oh, they're so all know. in ad tech. <laughs> yes. Oh, great. Thanks You're for letting me something. know. These are all You're off the Lumascape. <laughs> oh, they're off the Lumascape. I don't know. I give up. Acuity. Well, you gotta. I gotta try. We brought you on here for a reason. I'll give you a clue. Acuity, eh? Oh, so they're a British company. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Wait, British people do not say A. That's another country. Oh, is that Australian? That's Australian. Think north. A little north of Australia. New Zealand? A little e- north of you. Alaska? Different e- country, East. not different state. East. Uh, United uh, Kingdom. S- sorry that Monty's fired. West. Right above us. Right above us? Right above us. Oh, that's uh, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> country right above us. Mexico. Oh, boy. No, you're going for Canada. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm giving my heart a, or uh, my boss a heart attack over here. So <laughs> It's working. I'll right. be honest. I'm giving my heart attack a boss. So they're a DSP based in Canada. They're a DSP based in Canada. Do you know what their revenue run rate is per year? Uh, net or gross? 
net. Ooh, good one, Brian. Do you have it? No. Okay. Do you? No, but, you know. <laughs> Wait, how did this quiz get turned around on us? Good well, one. You're a seller. Yeah, you're in sales. <laughs> okay, next. Perion. Perion. Oh, I can't say that. That's just dirty. I think they're the uh, marketing team behind the uh, Perrier uh, water. <laughs> That's yeah. It's close. That's close. close. It's a mobile ad network, Perion. A mobile so ad I network? I kind of see where you're going with it. Yep. Oh, okay. We're all shaking our heads, but okay. All right, Dini. Final one. My things. My things. You know this one. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the ad network that you go on and you sell the stuff that you own. So like, <laughs> like Craigslist. Yeah, it's kind of like Craigslist, <laughs> like but it's eBay. your own stuff. So <laughs> Craigslist is more for if you steal someone's phone and you want to sell it Got on it. the black market. That's what Craigslist is. <laughs> But this is specific. <laughs> Wait, you're just describing what eBay does. Well, eBay, Craigslist, all the same thing. But there's there are other things. This yeah, is my eBay, things. These eBay are your you own sell things. your own so stuff. So you could only sell what you own. Got it. Yeah, on my things. Is he close? Yep. What? Nope. <laughs> I was going to say, it's wow, mobile retargeting. Being, we mobile have retargeting? Today. Yep. Okay. They've pivoted a few times, so it depends on where you drop <laughs> in on their history. Did they yeah. ever sell iPhones on the black market? Because that's what no. his answer was. So how many did Monty get correct? Let's one. See, one, two. Okay. I got two. So thanks for joining the podcast, Monty. Um, I would say we'll see you next time, but we need to reconvene as a group and with our fan base to see if that's going to happen. Well, fan base, please vote for me. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to? Fo- we should have had you phone a friend. Oh, I could have phoned a friend. Let's. I have to tell this story. So sure, I went to ahead. dinner with Monty last night, and I absolutely love his mother. So he calls his mom on the way home. And she's like, Mani June, do it. It's so cute. Mani June, how are you? <laughs> yeah. And I then, miss you. Yeah. She's like, where have you been, Haley? Come see me. Adorable. Your mom's adorable. And then one of our colleagues introduces himself with an accent to her. We're like, why would you do that to your mom? And he said because he's Armenian, he has an accent, but he's never spoken an accent before. We won't say his name. Let's say his name is Mike. It wasn't Mike, but let's just say Mike. He's like... Hi, I'm Mike. And we're like, what? <laughs> Mike, you don't even have an accent. Mike's, why blame it on Mike? Let's call uh, him Mike's a name are, that Mike's wouldn't be his like, own name. Let's call him Randolph. All right. Randolph, Randolph. Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, Randolph Jacobs. Randolph. All right. So we're going to talk as a group. Maybe okay. you can redeem yourself. Third time, moment with money. All right. Edition. Next time, I am going to study everything about the ad industry. And then everything. you're going to give me zoo animal sounds or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, Dini, name all, name all the animals in our tech stack. Yeah. <laughs> or name the country that's north of us. Mexico, Mexico obviously. Yep. Mexico, yeah. Do you have anything to say for him? Nope. No comment. No no comment. Do you have your work cut out for you in your one-on-one? Yep. It's going to be a good one. I would love to comment on Dini, though. Does everybody know that... Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? We gave him a mic. This that, is that, that our boss, is, Dini, over this here... This is why this was a bad idea, you guys. Yeah, it was a really bad idea. So our boss, Dini, she actually never wanted to be in sales. She wanted to be... Uh, a doctor so she actually went the whole medical route she took their her md so when you said MCAT. mcat sorry when you say salespeople are bad at math she's actually probably the best person in math on this floor i've always said she would be an excellent account manager but she's also good at but sales. you won't hire me no i won't hire you i've seen your inbox and neither of you would hire me if you had the choice that's true oh no no <laughs> not at all we would definitely hire love you. having We're you so on the team here. yeah okay that sounds like all right well we're gonna sign off now 
and it's also customary on the podcast to sign off with your best accent or impression or character, Dini. And Monty's already given us his best impression. It was pretty awesome. So will you say goodbye to our listeners with your favorite accent? Hmm. Favorite accent. Or best accent. Well, let's stick to favorite. Okay. Yeah, because you may suck at it. (laughs) I think I'm really good at all accents. But I'll do my British accent. (laughs) All right. Because I'm really good at it. I've already heard this and I'm like cringing, but go ahead. I'm glad Brian said with your favorite and not your best. All right, Dini, give us your best accent. Hello. Would you like some tea? I can't go there. Can't go where? Tell us. I can't go there. Tell us more. Where can't you go? Don't Those go are my there. two sentences that I do really well. Okay, in the British accent. <laughs> I like That's how all you I know. I like how you're I can't, like very stimulated that again. you won't give the rest of it. Very scandalous. You're like, don't make me do that. <laughs> like, but don't make you do what? <laughs> You'll never know. All right. Now that we've established you have a terrible British accent, please sign off on this latest podcast. <laughs> I think I have a great British accent, but thank you for having me. Oh, that was so nice. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it kosher. All right, well, thanks for joining. Thank you. Monty, this may have been your last one, so sorry, buddy. Fans, vote for me. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.